I'm Amy and you're listening to the Creativity I'm Amy and you're listening to the Creativity Matters podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters podcast, it is okay. The grass is not always greener. Creative talk, iCAD talk and more. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 393. It is okay. It is okay. And here I am again. And I have to say, even though I get all ready and I know generally what's going to happen in a show, when I come back in here and sit down, turn on these little lights, it is just with such a sigh of relief somehow. It's comforting and it feels so right and it's just kind of a normal thing that I don't always just get to do in the same way now. So it's so nice to come back here, turn these little lights on. The window is open and the cars that are going up and down the street seem very noisy today. So there may be a bit of street noise happening. But otherwise, I am here. I am still waffling on certain things that I want to try and finish or do in the next eh, 30-ish days actually is a little less now that I'm sitting down here. I may really just not make my goals because some weeks I feel like I'm busy and active and proactive and list forward and on this journey, one foot in front of the other, plugging along. And I get to the end of the week and I realize I can't check anything off. Even if I've thought about certain things quite a bit or even started things, there's nothing to check off. I did not have a goal related to the podcast. And maybe that's a surprise, but maybe not. If you've heard me talk about this list and how I formed the list, then probably it's not really a surprise that I didn't set some pie in the sky goal about the podcast. Just like I didn't set a goal about losing weight or a goal about gaining X number of subscribers at Instagram. Thank goodness that was not one of my things. But as this next week approaches, I know that it marks yet another calendar year turn for the CMP. The first episode of the CMP was in June of 2006. So that date comes up this week for me, and it is one of those things that it just flashes through my awareness each year. It's just kind of a thing, and I sort of notice it as I approach it, and I notice it as I go by it. I always notice it with a bit of surprise. It's kind of a bit of a puzzle how it can be. It's somehow astonishing to me, and at the same time, it's always a little disappointing. It never has turned into something more, but I'm still here. I'm still here all these years later. And while I didn't set any CMP goals, as I have had to replace certain things on my 50 before 50 list, I have toyed 
with one goal related to the show. Just because I noticed how close I am to certain numbers. And I thought, well, maybe that's a goal that makes sense. I need to slot in some things because other things are not possible now. Maybe that makes sense. And several weeks ago, it really made sense. It looked like a no-brainer. It looked like something I would hit it and it would be great. And it made a lot of sense that that would be perfect as part of this 50 before 50. So I toyed with it. And every time I sit down to say the number of the show, that thought comes up again. So today, 393. And, you know, it seems close enough, that next number. But really, it's one of those mirage moments. It looks like it's just within sight. Like you could just reach out and touch it. It's right there. But it's really miles away. That's sometimes how the ocean feels. Today's show I had planned to record days ago. Days ago days. Gradually, the time of this year, the time has rolled in like an ever-encroaching tide. These last days are being swept away, the water lapping at the edges of the year, backing off, and then rolling in just a bit more. Fifty days to go was very clear to me. There were 50 days. It seemed like a really clear, a line in the sand, something I could count down, something I could track, something I could chronicle in its own way. And that, in those days, it has slowly and softly pooled into this puddle of days already gone by. I'm not throwing in the towel yet for the list, not by a long shot. But I do seem to be dog paddling out in the middle of an ocean on most days. I think that's apt. Or sticking with my tide analogy, I definitely have this sandcastle of a year image that is gradually being chipped away, disappearing as the water rolls in. Ah, the water, it's so close and yet so far. The next few weeks may be a lot more ad hoc than I planned. And I think things are going to count in ways that I didn't expect. When I put some things on my list, I envisioned them one way. And some of those things have turned out simpler or have been fulfilled a little bit differently. Definitely less pomp and circumstance, even in my own project lineup in my journal than I had hoped. But it is what it is. And overall, you know, I'm okay. I feel like I'm in a good spot, a good position. But I was in the same position last week and maybe even the week before. And that is where things get a little bit disconcerting, a little bit muddy, maybe a little bit frustrating. But you know what? It is okay. It's just okay. It is really okay. Don't you need someone to say that to you sometimes? I'm not sure anyone ever tells me that it's okay. It is just okay to be this way or feel this way or admit this or say that. We all need that. We need those people. We need those spaces. We need that reassurance. We need that ability. And we need someone to say, hey, it's okay. 
We need someone to say that and to mean it. No glossing. Don't say it in passing as you race by me on the street. Don't say it casually and then show me your freshly tended lawn. Just stop. Recognize whatever it is. It's okay. And sometimes I'm not sure hearing that helps, but I still think we need it. It may not help. It's not necessarily a panacea, but we still need it. So I'm that voice for me, and I will be that voice for you. Whatever you did today, it's okay. Whatever you didn't do today, it is okay. Whatever you managed yesterday, it's okay. Whatever you think is all you can do tomorrow, it is and will be okay. And I can encourage you too, at the same time and push you just a little bit. I can tell you it's okay to do what you can do and what you have done and be where you are and feel how you're feeling, but I can still push you. And I can say, hey, can you find those five minutes? I can push you to draw something even when you're afraid, to stop putting your work down and just say, I drew this, I painted this, I did this, I filled in a square with lines and it was fulfilling or meaningful or mindful or put me in a state of flow. I drew this person or this monster or this hand or this flower and I love it. I don't think this chair I drew could actually stand up, but I know it's a chair and it's so cool. All of that is okay too. It is okay and it is more than okay to like what you do. That's a deep-rooted truth. Don't be afraid to like what you do. It is okay. You are okay. You are enough. You matter. Wow. Do I think some of us need to hear that? And I don't even know what it takes for it to sink in. It's very complicated. I do know that. But it's important to hear it. Next week, we have a couple of big things happening. And you know, it will be okay. Whatever happens, it will be okay. And that's all I'm going to say. And I don't really know what will happen. But we try and reassure people, right? We privately might worry. Because even things that are okay have ripples sometimes. But it will be okay. And I'm telling myself at the same time that whatever happens with my stuff in this time period will be okay. Because a whole lot of other stuff is going on that I can't control. I can't always predict. I had hoped the timing of a bunch of things would be different than it is. But you know, pandemic time. So it will be okay. We have to give ourselves the grace of that. Sometimes we have to do what we can do and let that be okay. We all know the grass is always greener sensibility. And sometimes, honestly, 
it is. And sometimes there really is grass. Not only is it greener, there actually is grass. Or money for someone to tend the grass. Or maybe there are no ants. But in a lot of cases, we also know that the people tending that plot of awesome grass have their eyes on other plots of grass that they think are greener. It is a never-ending cycle, and it's a very unfulfilling and unsatisfying and unhealthy cycle, of course. And even worse, if they don't even notice the grass, they just take it for granted, but they still aren't happy with that grass either. And maybe they would be happy if they stopped and looked at their amazing plot of grass. Maybe we should stop and look at our own grass. It is powerful, this idea that most of us are often wrong about what we think will make us happy. I saw a reference in an article online today that said, quote, Buddha once said that the way to happiness is actually quite simple. The secret is to learn to want what you have and not want what you don't have. End quote. Definitely am enjoying the class I am taking. I sat in on the still life drawing group a few times after talking about it recently. As much as I enjoyed it, the next two times I didn't turn my camera on. It was interesting doing a still life drawing. That's very different for me. And that was really interesting. Interesting to really stop and look and focus that way. See how things connect, how shadows fall, how shapes land relative to one another. I found it to be a really eye-opening process for me and somehow a wonderful change of pace in its own way. I might rather draw something else in that same time, but these were just two isolated events. And I really enjoyed seeing how it felt, how it felt to draw along with other people, to hear bits and pieces of talk to gauge my own sense of fitting in or not, my own comfort level with it. Ultimately, I really liked the synchronicity of it, glancing up and seeing others all working on their own pieces. The scratch of the pen, the clink of a brush and water. Really enjoyed that sense of doing that in the same time, in real time with other people. And it works completely fine virtually. It really does. That group has now ended. I am glad that I found out about it and had the chance to try it more than once to see how it felt. And from there to try some other new things and consider other things and definitely keep thinking forward about how that might work. I think overall, we are all still sorting out what we need and how we make sense of our patterns and our connections in these days, who we are, who we are now, who we will be when this is over. I think a lot of people will just bounce back to who they were, their old patterns and circles and habits and their routines. But not everyone. And I wonder what parts of right now 
of this communal pause, this real shared sense of reality will remain. And what we are actually absorbing and learning from right now and how it's going to change us, how it's going to change our patterns, what we want, our outlook, what we value, what we can hold on to from now that is positive because there are those silver linings. There are things we are recognizing and understanding and appreciating in new ways. It is now, in fact, time to start thinking about summer art. Every year, I am not quite sure. I think I feel like that's sort of where I end up this year. I know I am not quite sure. Every year, it's probably for different reasons. This time around, I think it's just this sense of needing to jolt myself out of what I've been doing. I've been very happily working through these many weeks in my large journal and in the same size journal, actually for the whole year, it turned out to be just right. And just a perfect choice for the year. I actually have just a few pages left, less than five in this second volume. My daily drawing, especially my portrait drawing really picked back up in this new calendar year. So since January and I've filled this second book now. So I'm going to be awkwardly starting another one with just a week or so to go. And I guess that just means this is my book now. Because I'm not ready to stop. It won't really matter once I reach this milestone point. I fully intend to continue. I fully intend to set up some form of list for next year. So I am enjoying the illustrated journal. So much of what has happened is in this journal. Stylistically, I've been all over the place. I've done a whole bunch of different things, tried a bunch of different layouts. All of it's still me, but there are times when certain approaches really have taken center stage. It's been a good container for me. So much of what has happened this year, what I've learned about myself, how I have dealt with certain changes and certain things, what I've found in this ritual, again, of sketch journaling, it's all taken place and shape and form and fallen onto these pages. Boxes and loose drawings and cartoons and mindful mark making. It has been powerful and motivating and comforting and reassuring. And this book has been a mainstay of every day. Every night I grab this book because something has to go in this book. This book and this year of illustrated journaling, it's also been very quiet. See, antithesis of what I expected, and yet I can see that now. I can really see it. It's been very quiet. I feel like I've moved farther and farther away, maybe, farther and farther away from people, not closer. I keep trying to realign myself somehow to sort it all out. And I realize again and again that sometimes what we think we want is not really what we want. But summer art is here. The calendar keeps on plugging away. Time keeps ticking. So summer art is here. And there have been 
several years where summer art and specifically doing Daisy Yellow's index card a day challenge has turned out to be a really important series for me. There was a year of teddy bears, chairs, and windows, and a year of ballpoint, and a year of Copic markers and sunglasses, and then a year of Copic markers and black and white portraits. And each of those were really special years for me. And many of those years coincided with visiting my mom traveling during those early weeks. So obviously this year is very different. This is the 10th year of the ICAD challenge. So that is a huge milestone for Tammy at Daisy Yellow. It's a really big thing. Definitely kudos to her for a wonderful challenge. Very popular challenge. And there's so many people who look forward to ICAD every year. And many of you who listen to this show are ICAD veterans. It may be the only challenge you do each year. It may be one of a rolling set of challenges you do to anchor your year. Some of you do things like Inktober. And some of you might be considering ICAD for the very first time. There is a difference in how we approach it, depending on where we are with our own time, our own creativity, our own routines and habits. As someone who draws daily, my approach is a little different, and I'm really aware of that, and that's okay. I always explain that because I'm not looking at iCAD as a tool to help me connect or reconnect to art, because I already have a habit of daily art, I use the 61 days as a container, a way of making art along with others who are doing the challenge. And... It does involve a shift to index card, to index cards as a surface. And so when possible, I really enjoy working in a series or a couple of small series. So iCAD can work no matter how seasoned you are. And it does not have to involve a series. It does not have to be planned. It can be every single day you just do something. So there is a ton of support for all levels of comfort with daily art, no matter where you are in the process, there is support for that in the ICAD community and tons and tons of resources on the Daisy Yellow website. For anyone who is looking to start an art habit or art routine for the first time or looking to get back into that habit, it's an especially wonderful challenge. It's fun. The community is full of people who are excited about making and sharing art each day on index cards. It can be as simple as you would like. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. There's plenty of inspiration to be had. There is a single prompt for every day if you want to use it. Sometimes that can be the puzzle for the challenge or it can be a small thread instead, something that just goes into every card you make. There are also weekly themes that can give you other ways to think about mixing up your focus or shifting your approach. So there are all kinds of ways to do it. It's very flexible. Really, it involves making some kind of art every day on an index card. Sounds pretty easy, right? Sounds fun. If you've been thinking about it, I encourage you to visit the Daisy Yellow site and find out more. There are a couple of options for signing up for her private Facebook group, or iCAD, and others also share iCAD cards at Instagram. 
I will probably talk a little more about series and some of the things I've been thinking about in a different show. I do have a post on the website that takes a look at some of those prior years and then some of the things I was thinking or how I sorted out those years and what became the unifying thread in each year. Not everyone does ICAD, and I do know that some of you have different plans completely. It is not for everyone, and we all can only fit so many things on our plates. Whatever size plate you have, it still only holds a certain amount. I'm always going to want that magic bag Hermione had in Harry Potter, a bottomless pit of a bag where so many things could be shrunk down and carried along. And if we translated that to time, wouldn't it be awesome? If you have no plan for the next 61, 65-ish days, it's a 61-day challenge, but it starts June 1, then I do encourage you to consider ICAT. It can be exactly what you need to catapult you into daily art. So keeping with the I know you miss the books theme, this book came to mind, the book I'm going to talk about today, and I do not have this book in front of me. So I can't see it right now and see if it strikes me the same way or call out different pages or even fact check myself. But I made notes on this book last year, and for some reason, I never did include this in a show. This is a book that feels like a real tribute to the creative spirit and the creative impulse to thinking outside the box. I don't use my creative time in this way, so this is a very different book for me, but I really enjoyed looking at it. So I am going to read my notes from last year pretty much as I wrote them. So here goes. This is a brief overview of a book by Christoph Niemann called Sunday Sketching. This book is way outside of my creative realm, and it's fascinating to look at. Niemann's style is very loose illustration, but often with real-world elements that are integrated in the scene in unusual ways that look totally right. So a simple portrait of a woman painting her nails, for example, chunky brushstrokes, little details, and yet her fingers are made from matches, as is the polish applicator in her hand. There's this interesting moment of double take as you look at it. A bicycle with rolls of tape as the wheels. A line-drawn head with the brain filled with pencil shavings. And when you look more closely and you see that the pencil and the sharpener are also there. And later, another version of this with the shavings as a fantastic head of hair. A penny as an ice cream scoop. A flared paintbrush as a torso and a skirt. An upside-down poppy seed roll as a man's beard. A saw blade as a setting sun. In this book, and it's a very large collection of work, Neiman talks about creativity, about the creative process, about what it means to be creative, and about comfort zones. In talking about his New York Times column, he lists the reasons why he was reluctant to, as he puts it, quote, take on a recurring assignment. 
and we can see his con list, A and B, and then we get a multi-page spread, The Gummy Bear Chronicles, a depiction of what he calls the choreography of his relationship to candy. But he says he didn't really enjoy doing the spread. He questions why become an artist in the first place. He counters moments of creative inspiration, a piece of paper turning into a beautiful origami rose, with moments of anguish and confusion and worry over the process. He comes up with three themes that seem to underwrite his relationship to art. I'm not good enough. My work is irrelevant and soon I'll be broke. I'm out of ideas. And then he thinks through these problems and comes up with counter-arguments or solutions, ways to tackle these negative thoughts. Another column included is live drawing the New York City Marathon, 26.2 miles, 46 sketches. He notes, quote, I tend to take things to an extreme. This is the most insane amount of practicing I've ever done for a column, end quote. And this one is really interesting to flip through. The way it is presented in the book is great. The way he photographed the piece, it's really fun to see. In the last section of the book, we get more information from him about how he started thinking about objects being used in unusual ways in pictures, the kinds of examples that I've been giving. And suddenly, in seeing his words, you start to understand what you've been looking at all along. The road from start to finish in this book is really interesting. It sweeps you along. And no matter what art you create, what kind of art you create, I think you'll be interested in his narrative and in the whimsy and deceptive simplicity of his work. Quote, being busy is a great excuse for not asking yourself where you are going. That's from the book. And then here's another quote that I read when getting ready today. Quote, the mind is like soil. It will return to us what we plant. End quote. There are several other books by Christoph Niemann. So this is Sunday Sketching. I have not seen the others, but I'll link some of them just so that you can potentially pull them up at the library or maybe you'll run across them. Books like Abstract City or there's one called Words and there seem to be a bunch of children's books. And it's really odd. I had this book out early last year, far before I covered that orange-spined book in July, the Oliver Jeffers book. But somehow talking about Sunday sketching and thinking about it and remembering looking at it and how I felt looking at it, it makes me think about that day with the Oliver Jeffers book and the orange spine and it laying in the car and recording from the car and being in the parking lot where the Yoda Fountain is, episode 363. And for those of you at Patreon, there was one of the rare field notes. Mind walking and mind wandering. It's an odd thing sometimes, but it's something that I've come to embrace. It's a comforting thing. And I read a statistic recently in my class on how much of the time we spend distracted from what we are actually doing by thinking about other things. And it It's a really high number, a high percentage. It's fascinating. My life is richer without a doubt for the mental wandering and the synthesizing and pulling together of things, the pulling things back into the present and the lingering over simple details like the orange spine. 
And sometimes, sometimes the grass is just right. And you are okay. And I'm okay. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. I am glad to have gotten in here. There is a D&D game going to happen tonight, and it takes this space. So I am glad to have gotten a chance to come in here and turn my lights on and turn my microphone on and sit and talk to you about some of these things. I definitely want to talk more about ICAD. I always approach it sort of from the periphery, and I tend to not really make final decisions until the last minute, although sometimes that's not true. But I think I know where I'm headed this time. It's going to be pretty low key, but I have a lot of thoughts about series and about doing a daily challenge, of course. So it will come up again and again. It will come up, I'm sure. And it doesn't even have to be about index cards for those of you doing other kinds of work all summer long. What I value for all of us is just being creative. And especially if you can find ways to do that every day for you. As always, I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And you can find me in the Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon. Your support makes this show possible for everyone. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. That is still true. Don't forget to breathe because it is okay. Have a good week, everyone.